Welcome to the Making Sense of Marketing podcast series, Insights into Success, where we speak to successful business people to get unedited insights into their journey and why they ultimately succeeded. Today's special guest is Craig Heatley, a well-renowned businessman who features on the New Zealand Rich List. Firstly, I just want to thank you for you know giving up your time for this interview. I really appreciate it. But I want to start by asking you to give our listeners a brief overview of your career to date. Gosh, where do I start? Um, <laughs> well, after university, I guess. Yeah, okay. Well, before university, I did a little subdivision at Foxton. Went to university, joined Fletcher Challenge. Um, was only there for about nine months as one of their shorter-serving um, employees. Went overseas, came back. They offered me a job back in Auckland as a, as a product manager at Fletcher Steel, which I was very grateful for at the time. I remember um, $5,800 in the company car, and it seemed like a fortune when I was uh, about 21 years old, 20 years old. Um, and what, what was, Craig, what was your um, degree? What did you do at university? I did uh, commerce. Commerce, right. Major marketing and economics. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, quickly learned that I wasn't really cut out for the corporate world, and, um, you know, decided with with uh, another person that I met that features that we wanted to go out on our own and we built um, a few mini golf courses around the place and that, and that grew into a, a, a much bigger company. We, we formed Rainbow's End down in Manukau, yeah, which is still there to this day and, and we branched out, invested the proceeds of that into, into some other endeavours and um, by gosh, by the mid-late 80s we were involved in um, quite an array of, of businesses in New Zealand including owning control of, of the major supermarket chain at the time, which was Food Town, Georgie Pie, and, um, and, and, and so on. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, it was a very, I never, I never predicted it, didn't see it coming that way. We, we just adapted to the times and were always looking for opportunities and had a bit of luck along the way. Right. Okay. And after that, you then moved on, didn't you, to doing, um, I think, Sky TV at some point? Yeah, we started Sky in 87. Um, yeah. probably couldn't have been worse timing in a sense because, you know, the share market crash of 87 created a lot of damage in New Zealand and, and we went to the, into a recession that didn't bottom until 91. So the good news was that we didn't face a lot of competition. The bad news was that it was really tough to get people to adopt something new which involved discretionary spending. Right. Uh, but, you know, we clawed our way through it and... Um, and, you know, Sky went on to a modicum of success. So, we, you know, again, a bit of luck along the way and a lot of hard work. And, and where to from there when you, you exited from um, Sky TV? Yeah, I, I kind of decided I wanted to, you know, spend a lot more time with my family. We travelled for a few years. And really, I've only had a family office since then. Paul, I've, I've managed our own, you know, tried to manage our own family resources um, and spend as much time with my family as I can. I... You know, making money's great, but, you know, family grow up quickly, and, and that's been the focal point of my life, and I've, I've said many times I would give away every material possession I have to spend 10 more minutes with my kids, and, and I would. Yeah, and I think that's a really important message, and I, I remember reading, um, I don't know when it was, but I re- remember reading that you had said, you came out and said that you were going to take a year off, and you are going to travel the world with your family. I can only imagine, you know, the amount of fantastic memories you have from that. And I think from my point of view, that's where I do feel that a lot of people miss out. I have people close to, to me 
who have wanted to be successful, which is great, but at a high price, as in they never went to the children's um, school events, really missed out on so much of their children's growing up. So I guess hearing from what you're saying, that's certainly not something that you would subscribe to and not something that you did. You've very much been about making the most of your time with your children. Yeah, tried to. I mean, we went away to travel for a year, ended up at two years, and, and really that was 20, 20, coming up 21 years ago. And we've been doing the same ever since. I mean, we really haven't stopped doing that. We, um, so I've been very, very blessed to be able to, you know, determine what I do with my time. Many people can't, right? Yeah. Um, and so, so I, you know, I, mean, I do feel very blessed and I give thanks every day for that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, isn't it? Is just to be appreciative of what you've got uh, and certainly not take it for granted. So what I'm interested, though, in particular, Craig, though, is one of the things with the media, though, is they tend to always give you the good news side of things. And it's very convenient and it sells, you know, to talk about how quickly people are successful, but not to talk about all the challenges that people faced along the way. Now, you mentioned earlier about how with Sky TV in particular, it wasn't great timing for you, but you managed to get through it. But so really, you know, maybe with Sky and maybe before that, did you have times when you really thought, wow, this is pretty tough. I'm just not quite sure if if I'm going to be able to get through this. Numerous, numerous, numerous. We, in in 91, 92, Sky TV was losing a million dollars a week. Wow. A week. Wow. Um, I promise you that gets your attention. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we've had many, many times where, you know, you weren't sure whether you were going to survive. Yeah. Uh, that, that was one of them. And how did you cope mentally with that? Well, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, you just do. I mean, you've got no choice. You either yeah. you either cope or, or you don't. Yeah. And, and, the, and, and the prospect of not coping was not very attractive to me. So, yeah. You just keep going and you do your best and, you know, you hope that things all kind of work out for the better and fortunately they did. Yeah. And you generally were working with business partners, were you, so you could share the load with other people? Yeah, but, you know, I started it with one other person and, you know, we we were the catalyst for it and so really, um, you know, the stress and the strain was on our shoulders. But, you know, look, it helps if you start with a good idea, Paul. Yeah. and Sky was a good idea. Yeah. Albeit that, you know, we probably underestimated how much capital we'd need and a whole lot of other things. But it was a fundamentally good idea. So what I'm telling you is is my experience. But if someone had a fundamentally bad idea and did everything that I've suggested, that wouldn't be very clever either. No, no. And that's the challenge, though, isn't it? Is to know when you really are onto something as opposed to you're not, you know. And that, and that is the thing. So why, why did you have such confidence that you were onto the right thing? Well, I'd seen pay TV operate overseas. I, I thought New Zealand was no fundamentally different yeah. to a, an, another state of America, for example, or yeah. the UK, for example. I mean, the people here are generally very similar, similar interests. There was no sport. Um, I'm a very, I'm a sports-loving person. Um, I could watch very little live sport in New Zealand in those days. So yeah. I, I perceived that there would be a demand for that. I knew from a personal point of view, I wanted to see that. My friends wanted to see it. And I saw it operate successfully in other places. So you never know. You never know for sure. But, you know, reasonably high confidence level in the idea. Now, there's been many cases of good ideas never getting past the start line. Correct. 
and so you need a whole combination of things. But you know, a good idea is probably as important as any because if your idea is not that great and you work, you know, as hard as anyone's ever worked and you amass capital and everything, it's still a fundamentally flawed idea. It's still a fundamentally flawed idea. Yeah. So that's got to be the key thing, you know, to start with. So, so you had the great idea. And obviously, you didn't like the idea of failure. Um, so there are two key ingredients um, which helped you to success. But what well, if I've anything? Never been anyone who likes failure in my life. <laughs> no. you know, that, that, I think that's pretty universal. It is, but I think some people have a greater determination to avoid it than others. We all have different thresholds where we're prepared to go. That's it. I think. Yeah, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah, but no one enjoys it. No, no, definitely not. So, so for you though, were there other key factors that also helped you in that journey to, to get through and ultimately succeed with it? Oh, look, I don't know really. I mean, I think it's personality driven. I grew up in Upper Hutt, felt very claustrophobic in Upper Hutt, no disrespect to people in Upper Hutt. Yeah. I wanted to get out, um, and you know, I knew to get out, I'd have to do something with my life, I'd have to make some money, I'd have to get, because all money does is give you a few options. Yes, I mean, exactly. Your happiness doesn't give you anything. It just gives you optionality. Yeah. And I wanted the option of not getting stuck down there, and that was my motivation. And you know, I, I got, I, I did work hard, and I got lucky, and I feel very blessed. And that's, you know, that's the reality. And you do, you do need some luck along the way. No question about it. And what's your view on luck? Do you say? Do you argue that it's something that you really create yourself just by putting yourself out there in the right way, or is it something more to it than that? Yes, well, no. It, 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 look, you've got to put yourself in the right position. If you you can be the luckiest person in the world and you stay in your room, you know, all year, you know, life's probably not going to be that great. Yeah. Um, so you've got to, to an extent, you make your own luck, right? You've got to yes. put yourself in the right position at the right time. No question about that. So you yeah. have to have goals and you have to have energy and drive and commitment. You've got to have integrity, all of those things. But luck still plays a part in everyone's life. I yeah. mean, just just take a simple thing, Paul. If your mother had met your father, if your mother had got out of bed five minutes later the day she met your father, you wouldn't have been born. No, no, that's right. So, so there's an element of luck in all our lives. And I think often it gets underestimated. Right. So looking back now, we're considered to be the main qualities required to succeed in business. Oh, well, I just touched on some of them, you know, commitment, energy, drive, a good, you've got to have a good idea, all yep. of those things, everything. If you think of a pyramid, a good idea is right at the base, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then you've got to have, you've got to have a personality that can bring people along. You've got to be able to form a team. I mean, a, a good team will beat the most brilliant individual every time. Yeah. For um, sure. So you've got to be able to, you know, you've got to, you've got to be able to empower people, and you've you've got to be prepared to do the hard yards, which is you know an 18, 20 hour a day commitment. And a lot of people aren't. A lot of people aren't prepared to do that. And if you're not prepared to do it, don't start. No, because it's tough. Yeah. And so, just I guess the final question is: obviously, in light of everything that's transpired of late. Small businesses, you know, small business owners are, are in a challenging situation. What would you be your advice to small business owners right now? What sort of inspirational, you know, comments can you give them for the future and how they go forward to be successful? Well, backbone of the company, right? Absolutely. Provide, you know, so many jobs. So 
Um, look, a lot of them are, are facing challenges, and a lot of them are doing really, really well, Paul. Mm, uh, they are. A lot of friends who, whose businesses are going way better than they've ever gone before. It's not universally, it's not a given that every small business is facing huge challenges and so on. Obviously, in the tourist business, you've got massive challenges, right? and I know people in that space, and you know they just have to face the reality of downsizing, of, of putting their business in a position where they can weather the storm, right? Yeah. Now, some won't, but if you can, you've got to do everything you can to withstand because the sun will shine again. Yeah. The tourism industry will return to New Zealand. I don't know how long it's going to take. I suspect it's going to be another year or two or more, but. You know, it will, it will happen. Okay, so I guess any sort of final thoughts, comments that you'd like to make to people out there, young people that are coming out of university or coming out of school, as to, you know, what the sort of things that they should be considering if they have a preparation to be a successful entrepreneur? Is there any sort yeah, of... Yeah, look, I'd say, you know, talk to people, test your ideas and that sort of thing, but don't let negativity put you off. When I started Skyway, overwhelmingly people said it was a dumb idea. Yeah. And they weren't dumb people. Yeah. Um, but they'd never seen pay TV before. So, that, you know, the minute you say, if I said to you, you've got to pay for the air you breathe, you'd say, well, that was crazy if it was free. And that's how TV was. TV was perceived to be free. And I had an idea about, oh, I'm going to charge people for it. They said, you're crazy. Yeah. So, but I still believed in the idea. I didn't let their negativity put me off. And I understood why they were being negative because they had my best interest at heart. Yeah. So don't always, people aren't always right. I talk to as many people as I can. I listen to everyone. But then in the end, you've got to be prepared to make up your own mind. Yes. You've got to be the master of your own destiny and back your own judgment. Yeah. And and, and look, give it, give it a go. If people out there have got a good idea and they are willing to back themselves, I'd say give it a go because, you know, you don't want to wake up when you're 50 or 60 and think, I wish I'd done it. Yeah, living with those regrets. Yeah. And I guess um, for you too, from what I've heard, is, is very much for you, it's about balance as well. You know, it's great to have financial success and that gives you options, but for you too, family's really important and making the most of every day so you look yeah, back family, without regrets. Family's most important. Like if you play out of 100, family's 99 and business is one. So yeah. That, that's the ratio, right? So it's not even close. Wow. Um, and so, you know, as I say, I'm very lucky and, you know, I'm fortunate to be in that, in that position. And I wasn't early on. Um, obviously, when I got started, times uh, were tough and I was working really hard. But once I got to that position, my priorities overwhelmingly would be my family all the life. Yeah. And I don't know what my life would be like without them. No, you know? no. No, well, that's then that's the thing, and I think that's something that often gets lost by people that are, are goal driven. That's um, very easy to forget the cost, the potential cost, if you neglect your family and what you're going to miss out on. Which is, uh, yeah, you can't replace it, can you? You only get one you one don't. opportunity. Yeah. yeah exactly. All right. I've never heard anyone anyone on their deathbed say, "I wish I'd made more money" or anything like that, right? No, so true, so true. All right, Craig. Well, thank you so much. That's been. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad we connected. I'm glad my phone's hung on for that last little bit. No, thank you for that. That was my interview with Craig Heatley earlier today. He's a private man, so I feel very privileged to have had the opportunity. He had some very important messages for us all, not least being the importance he places on family. Take the time to learn the lessons of the successful, and you too will be on the road to your own success. That is it today for Insights into Success. 
make sure to check out our website, msofmarketing.com, for other great resources. Until next time.